Hello, welcome to the Killer Crawl Space. This is episode 130. This episode is going to focus on serial killer, well, suspected serial killer John Collins. Uh, it kind of just depends on which uh, story you want to listen to. But he was known as the Michigan murderer as well, and his case kind of goes with the Michigan murders. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and then at the end we're going to share a letter that I received from him in 2015 so five years ago but the uh, first known murder uh, was a 19 year old she was a university student her name was Mary was it Fle- Fleasure Fleasure oh, I'm, I'm probably going to pronounce a lot of these names wrong and even the towns but she was last seen on the evening of July 9th 1967 by a neighbor walking towards her apartment. This neighbor also had seen uh, a young man in a blue-gray Chevrolet slow to a, a stop, basically, beside her and began talking to her. And I guess she had shaken her head like, no, so I don't know what he asked her, but maybe, you know, hey, you want to go on a date, something like that, or something stupid, probably just flirting. Well, and she walked away from the car. But her nude body was found by two, two uh, teenage boys on an abandoned farm on August 7th, so almost a month later, and she was identified through her dental records the following day. But the corpse was badly decomposed, and it was determined that she had been stabbed 30 times in the chest, an abdominal, with a knife or other sharp object, and her feet had been severed just above the ankle. The thumb and the sections of her fingers of one hand was missing, and that one form had forearm had been severed from her body that's pretty rough yeah but um they think that she was uh, beaten before death really bad and they believe that she had been raped but due to the composition you know it basically took away any conclusive evidence of sexual assault but anyways they still think it happened which most likely it did um, the crime scene revealed that the body had been moved at least three times throughout the month it had been there. But they said uh, the body was on a pile of bottles and cans by some trees, and then it was five feet from this location to a field where it remained exposed through much of the time, and then shortly as the body was discovered, it had been returned and moved further three feet. So it's weird that they kept going back, like, were they upset that she wasn't found sooner? So, like, well, I'll move her to this area, see if they find, like, I don't know. Move her a few feet this way. Yeah. But almost a year later, on July 5th, 1968, the partially decomposed, mutilated body of a 21-year-old art student, uh, Jonah Schell, S-C-H-E-L-L, yeah, that's was found by construction workers by on the side of the road and she had been raped then stabbed 25 times with a knife estimated to have measured about four inches in length and in addition her throat had been slashed and her mini skirt then tied around her neck so and it said that her she had been dead for several days but her top half was in decomposition and her bottom half wasn't so they're wondering if like I don't know, like her top half was exposed to natural heat. Really weird. But on March 20th, 1969, another university student, a 23-year-old law student, 
named Jan Mixer disappeared after posting a note on a college bulletin board seeking a lift across the state to her hometown. Uh, she would be found fully clothed, covered with her own raincoat and with a copy of a novel placed by her side. And she was found the following morning um, on top of a grave in a cemetery. An autopsy revealed that she had been shot twice in the head with a 22 caliber pistol. And then, I guess, uh, nylon stocking, which did not belong to her, I guess, around her neck. And she had not been sexually assaulted, which she was found with her clothes. And uh, said she had not been killed at the location where her body had been discovered. But they felt that it, she, even though she wasn't you know, subjected to a sexual assault. The fact that her pants had been lowered to expose her thighs and a napkin was, I guess, placed somewhere down there. So they kind of wanted her sexual motive behind uh, the murder, though. Mm -hmm. But she, you know, had not been, you know, beaten, stabbed, or mutilated, like, or, and stuff. So they're kind of wondering... You know, if she ties in, which they kind of did say, hey, since it was in that area and stuff, and with the stocking around her neck, then it probably she tied in with the other two murders. So, four days after the discovery of her, a surveyor discovered another nude mutilated body of a teenage girl behind a empty house on a remote area, just a few hundred yards from where the body of uh, uh, Jonah had been discovered eight months previously. So, you're looking at, this one definitely probably does connect. The other one, I'm not sure, because it's kind of weird with the gun being involved. And so far, out of the three murders, you know, one has a gun, which may be changing M.O. Yeah. So, which, she she was a student, too. But this one, you know, so this is the fourth body. And this one was a little bit different. Uh, she had died of numerous fractures covering one-third of her skull and one side of her face, all of which had been inflicted with a heavy blunt instrument. So you go from stabbing, gunshot, then basically uh, it's a beating, which I guess the other ones were beating too. Well, beaten too. But uh, these injuries had been inflicted after the victim had been beaten and tortured. Her killer had placed a section of her own shirt, I guess, into her mouth and shoved it down her throat, basically, to muffle her screams as she you know, would be beat to death to the face. And she had um, deep lacerations that uh, were believed to be inflicted with a leather, leather strap. Sorry. And she had... Like a lip. Pr- like a belt. Pr- probably like a belt, I would say. But she had the welt marks upon her body. So, and they believe that they may have restrained her so to hold her, to hold her up, or just to hold her, and whip like her the rest of her body, and then basically tearing a branch from a nearby tree and inserting the tree about eight inches into her vagina. So they believe where her body was found that she was basically beaten at that area. And they think that she might have tried to escape, but. With evidence there, they believe that's what that's what happened. Yeah, they tried to escape. But this one kind of goes with the first two. Traumatic beating, stuff like that. And I think it's similar, but... The gunshot one, just reading all of this, the gunshot one just really... like coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, the victim was only a 16-year-old girl. 
Um, let's see, Mayor Moralin Skeleton, M A R A L Y N N, right there. Marilyn. Marilyn, that's okay. Who had disappeared while hitchhiking, and she was last seen outside of a drive-in restaurant two days before her body was discovered. So, like I said, they kind of same area, all that, and she did have, you know, uh, a garter belt tied around her neck. So, kind of still similar with something around her neck. Yeah. But the only thing is, she was a high school student, not a college student. And she was known as a drug user and dealer. So some younger investigators speculate that her murder may have been drug related, but they still think that she was could linked to the other ones. They could have thought she was older. I mean, that happens all the time. Could have thought she was a college student. True, true. It's very possible, but if drugs were involved, nothing against people, you know, that's on drugs, but could be, you know, she owes my money. Stole yeah, drugs from somebody, so this could be the. So it might not. This one, like I said, that's two of them that I was kind of like iffy on if they connected. But on uh, April sixteenth, the body of a thirteen-year-old schoolgirl named Don uh, Basom, B A S O M, was found discarded beside a uh, desolated road, and she was clothed only in a white blouse and bra which had been pushed around her neck, and she had been repeatedly stabbed in the chest and genitals. So this kind of goes back to the first two, with being stabbed, all that. But then she was strangled to death with the electrical flex that was still knotted around her neck. So same, something around her neck. And a handkerchief was stuffed in her mouth, had likely been placed at her muffle, her cries throughout her torture, and her murder had placed her body in a location her rapid discovery was assured. That's another similarity. So it's kind of like the whole move in the other body, like this one, you know, put it in an area where they're going to be found. But she was last seen at 7.30 p.m. the previous evening walking home from a friend's house located barely a mile from her own house. And I guess they kind of split up, and then he went one way, she went the other type thing. But her sweater was found in a deserted farmhouse about 100 yards from the road which her body had been placed after the murder. And basically, a search of the basement found investigators discovered uh, some of her clothing, uh, the electrical flex of the same type used to strangle her, fresh human blood stains. So they believed that was the site that she was murdered at. So kind of like a place to kind of hide in and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, on June 9th, three teenage boys discovered a partially nude body of a young woman in a field close to an abandoned farmhouse. I guess this was in another one. And the victim had received multiple slash and stab wounds to the body and a gunshot wound to the forehead before her neck had been cut through to the spine. So this kind of goes to another gun involved in this one. And she had been raped, and they couldn't tell if it was before or after death. So, um... She ended up being identified as a 21-year-old college student named Alice Kaloum, K-A-L-O-M. Kaloum? Kaloum? Kaloum, maybe. But who had disappeared shortly after midnight on the morning of June 8th, and she was last seen walking home towards her apartment, and she had attended a friend's party. So, you know, 
gunshots brought back into this one. But the final murder attributed to this killer was that of 18-year-old Karen Beanie Man, B-E-I-N-E-M-A-N. I'm not sure. I'm sorry that I pronounced like every one of these wrong. But she was also a college student who was last seen on July 23rd, 1969. She was reported missing by her roommate uh, when she failed to return to her dormitory after curfew. Which it's kind of weird not to really change the subject, but this case like is not really like it's well known somewhat, but then again it's not. But if you think about it, 1969. What was going on? Charles Manson and all that over yeah. in California. So this just kind of got put put off to the side. But upon questioning both of the girl's roommates, she had been uh, last seen shortly after noon on her way to a wig shop. But she would end up be found three days later, face down in a wooded area alongside uh, a parkway. And she was beaten about the face and body, and she had received extensive skull and brain injuries, which had been inflicted with a blunt instrument, had been forced to uh, take in a, some type of substance, and her neck and shoulders and nipples and breasts had been burned with the same substance as well. But he had placed a section of cloth in her throat to muffle her screams throughout her torture. And she died of strangulation, but with all the trauma to her head and stuff, they believe that also would have been well, fa- would have been yeah. fatal no matter what. But she had been raped prior to her murder, and that her torn underwear had been forcefully placed inside her vagina, and these would reveal uh, human semen and hair clippings. So. Anyways, kind of, yeah. But anyways, John Collins would be arrested in late July 1969, and he would be sentenced to life in prison on August 19th, 1970, and he was never tried for the other murders. Or another girl that he possibly may be linked to in California. So they didn't pin them all on him? He just got convicted Yeah, then Vescaris believe he did all seven murders, including the one in California, but he claims he is innocent. So they didn't push it to get him, like, they, which I know it don't matter if he's in for life anyway. They were just kind of, like, the way I understood was, like, he was, like, the prosecutor was, like, just fast getting him in there type thing, like, making sure he'd get in prison. That's kind of a slap in the face but, of the families, though, isn't it? Yeah, but there was, like, some other stuff, like, suppose that they could link to him, but there was no DNA, and then there's a bunch of articles you could probably read online that might discuss a little bit more into it. But he still claims he's innocent, and that they said. I remember one of the articles I read. They said when they brought up a thirteen-year-old girl, he's like, "I didn't hear that baby and all that." So, but the murders, from my understanding, did stop after he was arrested. But it is weird that they just assumed that he killed all of them. Maybe the like, if there were other killers, maybe they were just like, "Hey, they got that guy, so we'll just slow it down here and wait a while." <laughs> Possibly. Let him fall. But I decided to write him, like I said, five years ago. So he's, see, he's 73 years old now. But a little bit about him over there. He was a model. Yeah, he was an underwear model. Yeah, he loved motorcycles. <laughs> uh, he, they said he worked out. Like, what do you call them, the greasers or whatever? 
I guess. With yeah. like the leather, that's kind of like grease, you know, with all them. And that's what the kind of style to me that he reminded me of looking at him. I don't know. A lot of the older pictures, though, he's in like suit and tie. Well, yeah, and but you know what I mean. He's very like, sophisticated. I guess it's just more the bike picture. Did you see that one? No, that one didn't even come up. Okay, well, I guess they took that picture to him in prison. He that was like his favorite bike, and they, I guess, the cops got him to somehow permission to keep it picture in prison but anyways to go back to his letter he's like he says hello bruce with a smiley face uh this is all he has a typewriter so it's all which i don't think is right well a lot of them get typewriters but he said i received your letter a while back but he put b-u-t-t but that's my play word smiley face the mailroom sent me a package rejection slip because of the prepaid envelope. I used to send prepaid envelopes the first time so they would, you know, if they right didn't reply, back. yeah, that would give them. Because sometimes they had, uh, you could send them stamps, you know, here and there to reply back. But we weren't, well, we aren't allowed to receive them. They finally gave me your letter. If I were to have your envelope placed inside this letter, it would take a month before they processed it. And I thought it would be much faster for me to just write. You and worry about the envelope later. Hope you don't mind. Smiley face. But I respect you for being up front with me concerning your blog. I've had too many people gain my confidence only to try and sell my letters, etc. on eBay or elsewhere. Like most people, which you can't sell things on eBay anymore. You can't sell like Myrtle Billio? No. Why? Something, uh, I forgot that exactly. That was weird. I thought that's where you got all your stuff from. Well, I've not really bought any. I've only bought like one or two things but well i mean like i thought that's where you like looked at it not if no. you actually bought it but like looking at stuff no you got murder auction uh murder museum there's a bunch of them but like most people i do not like being taken advantage of and slash or lied to all i have in here is my word i have managed to retain some true friends over the years some i've been corresponding with since the mid-70s that's longer than many marriages last. Ha ha. Which, one of the articles I read, it talked about he wrote letters to his cousin. And he, supposedly he had told the cousin, like, some of the murders or something, like, details about it. But the cousin, if I remember correctly in the article, it was like he was 10. So he was, like, way younger than he is. But he never met him. I guess he just started writing, I don't know. Just That's weird. But... You asked if I'd like to do an interview for your blog. I guess it would be a means to get my voice out there instead of having the others placing incorrect information about me. One guy's writing a book about my case, and he's a real pain in the ass and only wants negative opinions on his blog. His name, I won't give his last name, but you, you can look it up. But His first name is Greg. Well, he didn't capitalize any of his name. He said no capital letters for him. Smiley face. <laughs> so he like deliberately was trying to be an asshole. Well, the book is out. It came out in 2016. I have not read it. I think it's like 500 some pages. But the one article I read, if, let me remember correctly. But the dude knew him somewhat. But supposedly him and his girlfriend was walking. Well, John stops, makes a comment like, hey, you want to be with a real man? Stuff. And he's like, hey, that's my girlfriend. So he says not a revenge book, but it is I don't want to say he's upset that John like hit on his girlfriend, you know. But it is kind of weird to write this big, you know, book. And I think he's the one that got the cousin letters too about the murders. 
But I've heard the book's really good, and I've heard it's not, so... But I guess it depends on what aspect you're looking at it from. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, you could go either way. But perhaps you've seen his blog, enough about him. Anyhow, let's just correspond for a while and see how things go. You're the first person to ask me to do an interview for their blog site. One other woman did ask me if I wanted her to set up a site for me. Many simply want to write a book, but with the extra T, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> Thank you for the information by yourself. Having two kids can be a real handful. You mentioned enjoying writing, poetry, and reading along with the card game Magic the Gathering, which I have never heard of. It is a game where money is involved, and I have seen several paranormal shows on TV and tend to be a bit skeptical when it comes to Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, he really put S. <laughs> S-A-S-H-Q-U-A-S-H, slash Yeti, <laughs> etc. They have never been found seen in pairs. I almost thought it said Paris for a minute. I feel like he done that on purpose, because he seems really intelligent. Yes, and that is required <laughs> in order to reproduce. When it comes to spirits, I'm a little more open-minded because of the data that's been collected over the years. It's still a big suspect. Well, a bit suspect, though. Smiley face. Your mind can be tricked into most anything after a while. But I just thought about the difference in our ages. I've been locked up almost as twice as long as your age. Ha ha. <laughs> oh well. You'll be my age sooner than you'd like to, smiley face. I've never been to West Virginia, but with the extra T. I believe they still do a lot of coal mining in that area. I hope you don't mind. Well, I hope you don't have to work in those mines. That is very hard life. Where do you work? And well, Bruce, not a whole lot else to yap about right now. Please call me John and not Mr. Collins, okay? Smiley face, take care. And until next time, keep the sun at your at your back, your eyes along the skyline, and a fresh load in your rifle. Wow, <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> smiley face. And you put peace, Drew, smiley face, signed it, John. P.S. I've always liked to include a joke in my letters. I believe that we all need to smile more. Smiley face. He's got a lot of smiley faces. A man and his ever-nagging wife went on vacation to Jerusalem. While they were there, the wife passed away. The undertaker told her husband, you can have her shipped home for 5000 You can bury her here in the Holy Land for 150 The man thought about it and told him he would just have her shipped home. The undertaker asked, why would you spend 5000 to ship your wife home when it would be wonderful to be buried here and you would only pay 150 The man replied, long ago a man died here and was buried here, and three days later he rose from the dead. I just can't take that chance. <laughs> Oh, okay. that's a good one. <laughs> that's pretty good. So, you know, it's a two-page letter. He's very up on the times. I feel like he'd um, do well with smartphones and emojis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely. But, Did like you write that, him anymore? Yes, I wrote him right not too long that's after this. Were you guys friends? He never wrote back. He's still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Like, say, 73 years old. So he would have been 68 in this. But yes, I he wrote. Be getting too old and decrepit. Well, somebody said that he's trying to get women. Like mm. I get, I don't you know about using them. <laughs> but yeah, he. I wrote him back, and like I said, I don't know if something happened. But like I said, he's still alive, so maybe he. They never got the letter. I don't know. Or he or, just wasn't interested. Like how I told you that a typewriter could be dismembered and used as a weapon. No. Like, it could be anything. Maybe he got his privilege taken away. Well, he could still use his hands to write with a pencil or a pen. Well, maybe he uh, he can't. 
He doesn't. He uses the pen and wrote my address. He on the doesn't front. want to. <laughs> well, it's very possible. But like I said, he claims his innocence, though. And <laughs> you just kind of. His case is interesting, but it all does point to him being, you know, the main suspect and the criminal or the murder behind all of it. Do you agree or what? Why you sorry, laughing? sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably did. He's just really intelligent and probably tried to make it look different. Just your typical killer, I'm innocent. Yeah. Like, he could have, like, a bunch of witnesses. But, I mean, like, even if he did it all, he may try to, like, he probably knew about motive and was, like, trying to make it look different in some of them. But I just keep thinking about in that letter where he's like... <laughs> Don't just call me John, not Mr. Collins, okay? Like, he was so polite, but I feel like in real life, he'd be like, don't fucking call me. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but it's just, I don't know, I'm kind of, I can't remember what I replied, because I was really interested, because I thought that would have been awesome, which now, you know, if we could, like, if I was still talking to him, you know, because he seemed interested, but he was still kind of hesitant. Yeah, but like, could you imagine like getting? Like a phone? he just wanted a friend. I don't think he. Well, wanted he's been. Ball. Well, he's been writing people since the seventies. But then again, they do. They do have people on the outside. Like he could have had somebody actually look look me up. Possibly that that could be it. And they were like, be. "No, you don't want to talk to that." Well, that could be because I think I told him the name of of the page, which you know that'd be amazing though, to get him to talk. You know, now like a he phone call. Want to be exploited. Well, yeah, but he could just say he's innocent. Like, see, I've always, like, usually when I try to ask them about that, I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll be up front with you. Like, I'm not going to be like the usual media and, you know, change your words around, cut out sections of it. Like, what you tell me, if you're like, okay, this whole phone conversation, record, post all of it, I'm going to do that. You know, whether they lie in it or not, I don't know. You know, a lot of them do lie, but I'm still not going to, change their words around of what they say whatever story they give that's what they give like like i said with hopefully selling my book and stuff that i published and you know like if anybody wants to donate to our page on patreon it's just a dollar a month you know that can help to possibly hopefully in the future we can make phone calls with people and you know because i like some of them you know they have money like i'd rather be able to give them because i don't think phone calls are much like three or four bucks and if they like, say, hey, I'll send you the money, or I'll buy you phone time, or I can pay my own phone oh, time. Oh, yeah, that's kind of a lot for one phone call. Yeah, I think it's, well, I think it depends, like, if it's local, but it's 15 minutes, but it's different per place, too. I don't know, it seems weird. But it's just different. Like I said, that's what we're trying to do. I think it's do. weird you have to pay for a phone anyway. Yeah. Like, when Dana calls me, like, she gets a free phone call right now, but... I had to put money on my account through something, and then, like, however much was on there, we could talk for that long. So if I put, like, $5 on there, like, that might get a full converse, phone conversation. Okay, how you doing? Good. Yeah, you so, so it, yeah, it really just depends. So, like I said, if you want to help the page, that's how you can go about it, or, you know, you can leave a review um, to the page or to the, uh, like, on iTunes or anything like that. Just a little bit self-promoting, but um, hopefully with things like that, we can continue. Like I said, I've basically been the true crime. I've repeated this probably through many episodes my whole life. This is me, so that's a way of helping me continue. And 
I wish, which we have kids, so, you know, my life's kind of changed around. But if, if I had no tie-downs here, like I would love, which you would too, travel, visit, you know, get on visiting list with them, you know, and have the money to be able to travel and go to different prisons, you know, and actually do a full thing of research. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it'd be hard to make money traveling like that. Well, a lot, some people do it, but I think it'd be interesting and like, like I said, talking to people like this, you know, you never know what you're going to get and you meet them in person and all that. Like, I, I take what I do very seriously and I think you somewhat do when you put your mind to it when we do this. I really enjoy it. It's fascinating. I like learning. I like having a lot of knowledge about stuff I really don't need to know about, I guess, but it has, I don't know, it has to really grab my attention. Certain cases I'm not obsessed about, like you are. Certain things I'm not interested in, certain things I am. Uh, well, a lot of people that I write, it's usually something about their case I have to, like, it sticks with me. Like him looking at those old pictures, you just know that I love old photography, I love old pictures, I don't care if I know who it is or not. I love to look at it, I enjoy it. But, like, looking at his old pictures, I'm just like, oh, wow, and I'm like, oh, he murdered that, that, that. Yep, that happened. And then, like, when he, his underwear model picture popped up, I was like, was he? Like, what is this? Yeah, that's kind of odd. Like, he's not a bad-looking guy. No, I mean, you know, he wasn't, but, like, I mean, he is now, no offense to him. But, I mean, he didn't age well, I should say. Yeah, he did age well in his picture. But, but the like, picture you'll be seeing a, in this is a younger picture. As a him. young guy, you know what I honestly think it is? You know how everybody says Ted Mundy has that charm and charisma? Mm -hmm. I don't think he was actually that attractive physically as a man, but you can just tell, like, when he has a little smirk or, like, the way he's dressed, he looks very intelligent and professional and his hair is very groomed. And I think he just has that charisma. I don't think he was actually good looking. Well, it could just be just the times, too. Yeah. Which, that, that could explain it. But like I said, not to get off the beaten path, but that's just kind of a way you can help us to continue. And, like, I'll continue as much as I can, like I have all these years. But, um, like I said, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And I don't know, there's two books on him. The other one, like I said, is the newest one. That's Maybe by the great guy. What? Maybe you should write one. Well, I, on him? Yeah. I've only Maybe got one can. letter, and he's not interested in writing a book. But, and he's already hated the other guy. Well, I mean, you couldn't do it. Well, I'd have to, it'd take you a lot. You wouldn't talk to him, did you? I, like with Phyllis' book, I, you know, I talked to him, and, you know, I was able to share letters. And the next project I'm thinking about doing, it's not going to be as graphic as Philip, but it would be sharing letters and going a different route, which I've been thinking about an outline for that. And then I actually have another one that I'd like to do. And I'm working on, you know, talking to that guy with the missing person cases, see what information I can get out of that. So I have a lot of ideals and plans in my head. We'll just have to see how, you know, the rest of this year, which is basically over, plans out and see how next year goes. But, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. But, like I said, this will be our last episode for this year. Like I said, we hope you enjoyed this episode. But, um, you know, well, Merry Happy. Christmas. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Happy New Year's. Yeah. You know, we're going to be basically celebrating then our son's birthday is the 28th. So. Yeah, well, we got Well, the rest, the, kid, the rest of the kids are. 
the rest of the kids are January, February, and your birthday's next month, too. So, but we'll be back before before their birthdays. So, like I said, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.